<laughs> Welcome to Halloween. I was going to put on a mask this morning, but I was dragging my feet this morning and I couldn't dig one out. So happy Halloween. Well, you know, the scariest thing in America right now is an educated black woman. So here you go. <laughs> Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk on Babs Rolls Ivy. It's Halloween. I don't know what you ghoulish gobs and ghoulies are going to do tonight, but I'm not doing a damn thing because Halloween is not my holiday. Now, when I was a young woman, I'd be at parties <laughs> in costume, all of that. But I, I don't really want to do that anymore. So I haven't done that in like, I don't know, 30 years. So so that's where we are. So happy Halloween, though, uh, to all those that are... Uh, trying to figure out what they're going to wear and be scary or funny or or whatever it is people want to want to be and do on today and it's not raining it's cold it's about 40 degrees out right now so i think the high today is be like 53 or 55 or something like that so you know not not a bad night to be out you know getting into mischief and mayhem you'll need a jacket or a coat of some sort but be safe. Uh, last night, yesterday, we went to, uh, Ife and I went to Bitsy Clark's uh, 92nd birthday celebration at Bergamos, which was really, really nice. It's always good to be in the house of Raphael. So we hung out there and, you know, she was fed it very well. And, you know, she got to celebrate the, uh, you know, the awardees from the Bitsy Chick Fund, you know, the, the arts uh, awards that she had set up in her honor. Well, her friends have set up in her honor. And uh, and so uh, so they had past recipients there, the current recipients, which is uh, Linda Meekins and uh, I forgot what the other guy's name is. Uh, it'll show up in the arts paper, I'm sure. I'm sure Lucy Gelman will do a world-class story because she was in the house. Um, so it was nice to see people from the arts community come out and uh, show up for Bitsy, which is not a hard, which is not a heavy lift, you know. Uh, at all so so it was just nice I had a good time drank wine and ate candy corn <laughs> there was candy corn in tables and you know I only like candy corn yesterday and today I'm not I won't like candy corn November 1st like it'll just you know it because it, it'll wear off it'll taste like eating you know sugar wax and which is essentially what it is so, so I only like it the 30th and the 31st and then, and then I'm over it, you know, and they had the fat candy corn there. So it was the good kind. <laughs> so, so I had candy corn last night and I was worried because I didn't know if I was going to get candy corn. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, cause I wasn't going to go buy it. Cause you know, they don't, they sell it in these gigantic bags. And uh, and I didn't buy any candy this year because of the last three years, none of these little children around here uh, came to trick or treat because you know there there's all kinds of other opportunities um, uh, for kids to go and gather with friends and stuff. So so uh, yeah, so so that was that was that was nice. That was very very nice. So uh, that's nice. So parents don't got to be worrying about what is happening with their children, you know, especially the little ones, you know, and, and costumes walking around, knocking on doors of people that they don't know. I know, I know, I know, but still, I mean, I used to let my kids do it. 
and my 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 husband my my husband at the time uh he would take them you know and uh and they were little little they'd only get halfway down the block because then they'd be afraid <laughs> they come running back home. <laughs> you know they'd be really afraid and then as they got older they was like okay they'd go and then they'd go all over the neighborhood and i think they just kind of got bored of it you know and then they just found it more fun to be home handing out candy. So I don't know. You know, whatever. Uh it's a it's a it's a holiday for children and young people, I guess. So so I don't think I'm gonna be having any candy. Cause the first year I lived here, I I bought candy and not a child showed up. And then the second year I bought a little bit of candy no children. So third year, I'm just going to be like, eh, these kids are not coming here. I mean, not because they don't, they, they just have other activities. You know, the community just makes sure that kids have so many activities, which is fine. I like that, you know. You know, it's cute to see the kids dressed up as, you know, little, little whatever it is they dressed up as, but my face looks a little a little dry. And I don't have any uh I don't have any lotion over here. Which is odd because I normally have all kinds of stuff over here. I don't have any lotion. So I have a so I have an ashy face. <laughs> a very a very ashy face. Dry. So I, I gave it a good wash. Bye Gregory. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. So that's all right. So my, my day is, uh, I've got a lot going on as usual. No activities, just stuff I have to work on. Like these law school applications. All those that know the word of prayer, please pray for me. And working on these essays. I have an essay for everything. Uh, so uh you know it's a it's a thing so i just got to work on that stuff and uh you know that's what i'm working on so i'm going to go have lunch with my besties i've been i've been hankering for thai stories thai food particularly thai stories i like that coconut soup with the vegetables in it I just have a hankering for it and then a spring roll and then um you know whatever the entree is i i think i want some noodles with tofu and broccoli that's what i want so we'll see so we're gonna go to lunch and uh, uh that's what it's gonna be so you know. All right, let's get into it. So everybody still got moffing off about uh this whole Israel Palestine. Although my heart is opened up wide because I see so many Jewish people coming out in opposition to what is happening in Gaza. And uh, and I mean that's the only way 
that's the only way humanity is going to work in this situation. If people, if people sort of say, um, and I saw a wonderful quote in some publication that I was reading online or somewhere, and it said, uh, it was a Jewish woman who said, the killing of Palestinian children will not, uh, will not, will not make me feel better. Will not something about it won't make me feel better. Uh, killing those kids don't make me feel happier about doesn't make me feel assuaged about uh, what has happened to my family do you know what I mean like I, I don't want to see Palestinian people killed because terrorists killed members of my family and uh and she was heartfelt about it and and I hate the fact that people have to come out and say that but you know your boy Netanyahu in true dictator fashion <laughs> And I'm sure there are people who are down with him. Like, there's got to be, right? Because you come to power, people, people, he has the fan base. So so there are people who, who dig dig what he is doing or whatever. Uh, uh, I think it's becoming unpopular by the minute. But dictators don't concern themselves with the populace. That's the part that people need to understand. Dictators do not... And by dictators, I mean men who don't give a damn about what anybody thinks and they're going to bulldoze over uh, whatever it is they want to bulldoze over. And in this case, with this particular dictator, it is um, the people of Palestine. And I think he's just not reading the room. But Netanyahu ain't been reading the room for a very long time, you know. It is time for these. Listen, I'm speaking directly to the to my Jewish brothers and sisters. If you want a different outcome, you have to vote differently. I'm going to say to my sisters and brothers here in this country, all those that are considering, you know, with this this Trump who seems to who seems to not be able to be stopped, not by indictments, not by whatever. It it just his 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 He's just growing in numbers and, uh, you know, and that just might be just a superficial growing, right? Like, because, you know, these people got to get out and vote and uh, and they might conflate the idea of voting because they don't trust it. <laughs> I, I, I'm not trying to understand. I'm not trying to understand any of that, but I'm just saying if we want different outcomes we have to we have to coalesce and vote differently and I, I don't I don't I don't know how we how do we get people to understand shared destiny I used to think that I did know you get people in the room you start speaking truth to power and you show them in however way you can show them charge graphs all the things how their lives are are, are this way because of this that and the other thing and and here's the opportunity to sort of shift the tides. I think I think we I think over the last fifty years we've dumbed down America to the point where um, people are not doing critical thinking, critical analysis. They're just not thinking critically, and they're thinking and they're coming from a very insular I I I I I place. 
and I, I, there's a detriment to thinking about me, 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 me. There's, there's a real detriment to, to only building a wall and a fence around what you have and not concerning yourself with your, your, your neighbor or the people across the street or across town or across state lines or across the world. When you cannot see yourself connected to the people who live, live next door to you or above you or across the street from you, then we have real problems that people are so fractured and disconnected. And this is, this is gonna require more than a Hallmark card. <laughs> And I and I've been I have been uh, listening to people on social media and uh, not really weighing in, but just listening and looking at the tone of what people say and how they say it. People who are not in my circle um, and listening to, and it's so much that needs to be done in terms of educating people and getting people to critically think about things um, um, beyond their 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 there, I'm locked in my house and I don't want to know nothing outside these doors. You know, that's a, that's a danger. That's a real danger. Uh, and, and, and I know that there are powers that be that prefer people to be separate, separate, separated because that serves a purpose because that's just divide and con conquer at a very micro level, you know? It's divide and conquer at a very micro level. And uh, and so that's why we've got to use the tools of old school civil rights. You know, we have got to get people boots on the street. We've got to get people in, in churches to talk about these things and to raise hell about these things. You know, people are becoming increasingly apathetic, increasingly apathetic about their situation and the situation of their neighbors. And I mean neighbors broadly, not across the street and upstairs and downstairs and around the corner and, and across town and the next state over and eight states over and over the river and through the woods, you know. We have a we have a we have a disconnecting problem, and and you know I was I was talking about you know I've been talking about this a while that I've been paying attention to all these articles about the state of loneliness in the world, uh, particularly primarily uh, in this country, and it, and and you know the first the first part of the of these conversations was focused on you know elderly people like really elderly people you know if they lose a spouse they don't have a support system their friends start dying yes they're lonely. But we've we we figured out in some instances in some places, particularly in urban areas, where if we had senior senior centers that we can connect people to to their to their to their to their generation folks, right? Um, um, and doing and doing things where um, daycare centers are 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 at nursing homes, not so much nursing homes, but you know housing for elderly and that kind of thing, so that you connect generations so that's a that's a thought and some of that is in practice in places around 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 um but then i started noticing the the, the articles that are coming out about 
uh, middle-aged and young people, how difficult it is for middle-aged people. And middle-aged for me is, you know, anywhere between 40 and, and 70, <laughs> 40, 40 and 60, 40 and 65. And, and, and the problems that that particular group of people are having trouble making friends, adult friends, and how people are very, very lonely. Uh, and, and then the crisis of white men loneliness. <laughs> I've been reading articles about this. And uh, men, particularly white men who are lonely, they don't know how to ask women out for dates. They don't know how to. They don't know how to be in community. They don't know how to. They don't know how to foster friendship. All all the things. And then uh, and then women who uh, are lonely raising children, or when the children are out the door, they are they're lonely because they've not made any friends, or friends live far away, or friends just fall off because you'd be so consumed with, you know, the day-to-day of a marriage and children. And then when that no longer exists, what do you have? And so people, so, and now I'm starting to see articles about young, young people, how teenagers and, and the 20 something and the millennials are having a tough time making friends. And I'm thinking, what is happening that people can't make friends that we we've withdrawn drawn so much of ourselves we we've discounted vulnerability to the point where people don't even know how to look at each other and have small conversations let alone big conversations small conversations you know people walk the streets in a shell of loneliness without so much as looking up at people and it is becoming a crisis that people are sitting in their houses online because that's the only place where they feel like they have friends. And we all know the majority of online relationships are virtual relationships. They don't require you to be vulnerable, although there are people who are vulnerable online, particularly those of us who came through the blogging decade where we just bleed on our blogs. Uh, But even that now is has, you know, has uh, gone the way of the dinosaur a little bit. I mean, there are people still have blogs out there. I mean, I still have a blog. I haven't blogged on it in years and years and years, but it's still up. I have a, a blog. I have a, a erotica blog. And I had a political blog that I had good following. And it's probably still on people's sites somewhere, you know. But but the point that I, but what, what, I, what I'm thinking about is this notion of, loneliness that people are grappling with uh, in all the ways. And I, I see it in my everyday practical life when when people are like, I, I want to hang out with you. I want to do what you do. Or how do you do what you do? And, you know, my friends will tell you, people ask us all the time, how do we do what we do? And we're like, well, what is it that we do? We just center fun in our lives. And we center connection. You know, we don't go days without talking to each other. As a matter of fact, we talk to each other every single day. I talk to, I pretty much talk to my sister every single day and, and or my brother. I, my brother, Robert, connects every day with all of us all the time. <laughs> you know, uh, I get to thinking about people and I text them, you know, because I know everybody is coming and going and moving at warp speed. And, and like a lot of people, I, I I like texting. I don't feel like texting texting is a disconnect or 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 worse than a phone call or something. I don't I don't sometimes there are people 
who you can block time out and call. Or there are people who you just want to send a little note to saying, hey, hey, I was thinking about you. Hope you're all right. I hope you're in good spirits. Give me a call. Let's set up some time to chat. Because I've got friends all over the world. I just can't call them. I mean, if there's an emergency, yes, I could call them. But if I just want to chit chat and gossip and laugh and joke, you have to plan for those kinds of things, particularly if they're in a different time zone. I get that, you know, or I've got friends who are taking care of elderly parents and they sometimes they don't have time, but I try to schedule all my friends and talk to my friends. I stay in connection with my friends as best I can all over the world. That's what I do because I understand. And I don't, and it's not so much that I do it for them. That's the, that's the point that I want to get to people. If you feel lonely and you feel like you can't make friends and you must, you must, you must become the friend. You must reach out to people. And I, I don't understand these people are like, well, I'm not going to reach out to them. I haven't heard from them in months. If I haven't heard from a friend in months, guess what I'm doing? I don't have any friends who I haven't heard from in months. I, I reach out to people all the time. I keep a steady stream of connection with people. Not because uh, I'm... I, I, I got it together. It's because I need it because that keeps me from not being lonely in the world and, 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 and all of that. Like I, I value my friendships. It's like, you know, I was, I was, I was in conversation with somebody just the other day about love, love relationships, some old foolishness and people always, and I've learned this. So this is not anything. I mean, I used to feel the way people feel too, that romantic love was different than my friendship love and different from my love for my kids and different from my mama's love. And But I, I have learned in these 60 years that it is all love. It is all the same. What I feel for my children, I feel for my dear friends. What I feel for my dear friends, I feel for my sister. I, It's all love. It is the greatest of things. So I don't understand these people departmentalizing their feelings and their emotions. And I dare say that's when people get into trouble because they treat their romantic love and feelings separate from their friendship. And so they get they start loving on people without ever knowing anything about people or having a foundation of friendship on which to stand on. Because you can be attracted to people all day, all day and all night. We all see people who look fabulous that we're like, uh, look at that. You know, we all objectify people. We do it. We all do it. We all have a love Jones for somebody. We all have crushes. We all, we all do the things. But it has been my experience that those things are fleeting if you don't have a foundation on which to stand. If the foundation is, oh, they just look beautiful. <laughs> but you cannot stand when they speak <laughs> or what this is what I tell people all the time what attracted you to a person will make you hate a person so you have to be mindful of that oh she looks good in apple bottom jeans all right but that's that's 23 what is it going to look like at 83 can you can you can you Rock at 83. No, people change. And here's the thing. When you have a foundation, when people change, you're able to ebb and flow with them. Because I know so many people that are in sexless marriages, 
that are in roommate situations. They don't know who their spouses are. They don't have intimate conversations. They they very they share very little. It's very perfunctory, you know. And it's it's a it's a gerbil on a wheel kind of existence. And they don't know how, and the fear of breaking the habit and the patterns of that is so scary that they just stay on the gerbil wheel <laughs> and look at everybody else and want and want and have wanderlust about people's lives that they see online that they think is doing more than them. And some people are living their very best lives and you get to see it. That's a beautiful thing. But a lot of people aren't. They're just faking the funk. And I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about what people are faking the funk. Because even faking the funk is an effort. <laughs> There's an effort there. If you're just watching, what are you doing? You know. I don't I don't know how to fake the funk. I just don't. If I if I do, I, I mean I, I do know how to fake the funk. I did it 20 years ago. I I I don't see the rationale doing that now. Uh, I I I I I hold dear and deeply the the relationships that I have, and and to get to good friendships requires a level of vulnerability that people are not willing to put themselves through. People don't want to tell people when their heart is breaking or when they feel bad or when somebody hurts them or they feel abandoned or they feel lonely or you know, or it hurts me when you do this, that, and the other thing, or I wish you would include me. Like, I don't understand why people, you know, I understand why people don't do it because it's a level of vulnerability that most people are not willing to put themselves through. So they would rather soldier through a stiff upper, upper lip rather than say, I miss you. I'd like to spend a little more time with you, you know, or I like us to be in a committed relationship or, you know, when you, when you carry on with that, when you seemingly have more fun with so-and-so, I feel jealous. And people never want to admit when they feel jealous. They never say that mess. What they do is they behave badly. <laughs> and their feelings are hurt. And rather than say their feelings were hurt, they retaliate and act all out of pocket with bad behavior because they don't know how to get in touch with their inner selves and say, I feel hurt. <laughs> and when people, when people think that they, when people uh, are in a place where they can't articulate how they're feeling, they, they feel like it's a weakness. Well, you'll, you'll know that I'm, that's my Achilles heel. If I tell you that, you know, when, when you say you're going to call me, you don't call me. I, I feel abandoned. You know, or when you didn't show up on the date and didn't call and I was sitting there, I felt abandoned. You know, now. Sometimes people do you favors when they treat you poorly. <laughs> I like to think that's God's redirection when people treat you badly. Because sometimes people don't have enough courage to get out of stuff. And so sometimes God is like, okay, let me fix this. And and then and then put things in your way so that you have no choice but to walk the hell out the door. I, I really do believe that. 
I think I think a lot of people would be out of these relationships if they had more courage. And if they put their own liberation first. And we've all done it. We've all stayed too long at the party. We all have done it. We've all stayed too long. That's why when you look around and you see people getting out of marriages after 40 years, and you're like, my sister always calls me up. She's like, mm, she didn't had enough. <laughs> When I see people, particularly women, or I, when anybody, because men do it too, I, I, when I see people leave marriages after like two years, all right, that's that's you know, that that's not deep, that's just a mistake. But twenty years, thirty years in, and you leaving a marriage, that means you just mustered you just mustered up the courage to do it. You've been thinking about this for at least twenty years, and now you're like, okay, I got pulled the trigger because I got more days behind me than I do ahead of me. And if I stay tied to this mofo, I'm I'm not going to realize none of my dreams. And and then liberation becomes critical. Critical. <laughs> so I've been thinking a lot about people's interpersonal relationships and how how we are so we are some of us are so disconnected from each other. Uh I I don't I get right to the heart of the matter with people. You know, I, I want to know how people are doing when I when I in, interact. It's not superficial for me. I know how to have small talk, but I know how to have small talk with purpose. Do you know what I mean? I know how to have small talk with purpose. And some people get all like, oh, I don't, I just can't sit and talk to people. And I just like the most divine thing that you can do in the whole wide world, two things you could do, which are the most divine things that you could do in the whole wide world is to sit and be in conversation and communion with somebody and to break bread with somebody. Those are the two most divine things that you can do. Those are the, to be in communion with someone is to, to see them and to hear them and to, and to, and to be there in the light with them, you know, and to break bread with somebody, that is the universal symbol for hospitality. When you sit and dine with someone, you know what it says? It says, I am not afraid of you. I welcome you. I salute you. And I pray for you. That's when you eat with somebody. When you eat with somebody, that's what you're saying. Those are the two most divine things. And those are the two most things that I love absolutely more than anything in the world. I love to sit and talk with people. And I love to eat with people. That's why I can't lose no damn weight. Although I have lost weight. Ha ha. Go, come through, Ozempic. Come through. Uh, 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 uh. But those are the two most divine things, I think. To gather and to converse and to eat and be in communion. Those are, the, those are two of the tenets of divinity for me. I don't know what other people do. When I sit and eat with people, it is the most holiest of experiences for me. I believe that. I walk in that. I I build my life around that. You know, and, and most of us have too. I, I don't know anybody. Listen, if you got Jewish friends and they know you sick, guess what they're going to bring you? They're going to bring you chicken soup with matzah in it. <laughs> Every Jewish friend I have from here to Paris. <laughs> When I had my hips, both my hips done, 
My refrigerator was packed with soup. <laughs> packed from Jewish friends. Let me tell you something. You ever go to black people's house for a Sunday dinner and it's an all-out feast? It's like Thanksgiving every Sunday. That's how I grew up. And the more food they put on your plate, the more love they have for you. You know. Do you understand? So we already have a foundation. Many of us. You go, you go to a Puerto Rican house on Christmas, the coquitos is flowing. Do you understand me? And the and the conporio rose is out there and and all the things. We already have a foundation for communion. We we have a foundation for dining together and and being in holy communion with each other by putting food on the table and gathering people in prayer and eating and having a good time because we know that when you feed people you love people. Right? I remember I used to come back from college and uh my friends from all over other schools and stuff would drop in because my they knew my mama was making food. So they're like, I got to get over there because Miss 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 Rawls is making cornbread or Miss Rawls is making collard greens just how I like it. Or I'm gonna go over there and get me a plate. All, all, all Christmas break. In and out, people and my and my mother was in her glory. She she loved every minute of it. She loved it. And she would see people coming in and out of the house. She would just see us coming in and out of the house. And and my friends. <laughs> oh, I love that, Harry. Thank you for the Halloween. <laughs> Spooky. Make sure I get some thriller today. You know, I, I I can't make a move until I hear some Michael Jackson thriller. I gotta get my thriller on. <laughs> it's Halloween. <laughs> What's Halloween without thriller? So I'm just saying. So I, I I I am doing a lot of that that that, and and you know I don't I don't want to sit in a in a in a conference about this or anything. I just I just you know I gather people on the porch and we have real conversation and we just chill. And every conversation is not like solving world peace. Some conversation is I just sit and let people share what's on their hearts and minds because everybody needs a touchstone. And it, and it really, 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 it, it is, you know, as a trained and certified spiritual director, it is my honor to sit and hear people share uh, all the places where they notice God, even when they don't even know that they're noticing God. <laughs> it's just me and them and Christ. You know, they don't even know it. It's like, I'm sitting here with you and Christ. And we kicking it back. We, you know, we knocking back some cocktails or some wine and we just, you know, and you just talking about what you want to say in your heart and mind. And people walk away feeling so relieved, like some weight has been lifted off their shoulders. And, uh, and, uh, and that, that's important to me. That is so important that people have someplace to take their stories and their, and their, and and whatever is weighing on them, you know, or share something. I I I I like it. You know, I've already I've done this work of 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 working through my stressors. You know, I, I'm a huge fan of the Course in Miracles. 
the Course of Miracles says, you know, your 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 goal, your job is not to seek for love. Your job is to remove all barriers to love. And I think if people could sort of wrap their brains around that a little bit, then uh, they could get a little further along on the road. <laughs> okay, Harry. <laughs> Harry's making me into a into a monster on TV on on a on a just making me a monster. My friend Harry. Harry Drills is a nut. I'm gonna post this up. I'm gonna post it up. I, I mean, I think people can see it, right? People can see me as a monster. <laughs> I'm a monster. I'm a monster. Harry is silly. You know. Thank you, Harry. I love it though. I love it. I love it. I love it. So yeah. So yeah. So coming from your favorite neighborhood monster today. <laughs> coming from the that makes all this more poignant, I think, Harry, when you when you got me looking like a monster. <laughs> now now it all makes sense. <laughs> that just cracks me all the way up. Harry Joes is my guy. I don't care what they say about you, Harry. I got your back through and through, through and through. That's too funny. So anyway, so that's 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 the stuff that's on my mind this morning. I just I just been thinking about that. So uh, I saw Mike Moran yesterday at Bitsy Clark's uh, event. And he, uh, he handed me this pouch. And he's like, for you. And I'm thinking to myself, I was going to be here. He's like, come on, Babs, who are you? <laughs> he's like, who are you? But this beautiful neck bracelet he brought from Accra with these beautiful black beads and this beautiful trinket, which I know has some kind of meaning. And then, I don't know how, whatever, they put my name on, like they engraved my name, like, stamped it in like it's carved it like my name b-a-b-z and then these beautiful beads and then i would imagine this is a, a charm of ghana i think this is a charm of ghana so uh you know i'll be i'm gonna be killing this i don't i don't want to wear it out but it's a it's a thick cord double double corded so it's got you know some elasticity so it just kind of rolls on my on my wrist. Thank you, Mike Moran. And it has my name. I just feel so special. I love it. I feel like this is like a, a amulet. You know what I mean? Like a good luck. Like the ancestors are like in here <laughs> from Accra. I, you know, I, I have this fantasy of, of becoming royalty in, in Ghana. That's <laughs> ever since I saw the picture of Mike Moran and the king, and he had all this, all these gifts in front of him, like copious amounts of alcohol in front of him and I was like Mike how do I get to how do I get that he's like well there's ways <laughs> so I was like so this is what I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now if I win some lottery like a, a big pool of lottery like a big pool I'm going to go be a queen mother I don't care what I got who what has to what the transaction is I want to be a queen just I mean I'm already a queen but I want to be legit with a scroll and the whole thing. So when people people look it up, they be like, "What the hell is?" <laughs> Just saying. That's what I want to do. 
That's that's what I want to do. You know, I, I'm not without all the dreams. I am not without all the dreams. I'm not without all the dreams. The level of silliness that ensues. Uh, I, I, I love a good time, let me tell you. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so, anyway, uh, that's, that's where we are. So, let me see what else is going on in the rest of the world. You know, I thought Gil on News Channel 8 was talking about snow, but he wasn't. I just misheard. He's like, because, you know, there have been some Halloweens where we had snow. Like a few years ago, we had snow on Halloween, right? And my kids were so, uh, and they, I think they were in high school. They're like, you can't trick or treat, it's snowing, you know? And uh, and uh, you know, uh, 17, 18 years ago today, I was already home for two days from prison, federal prison camp. I took my kids trick-or-treating. So I'm never missing a beat, you know. So uh, yesterday is the anniversary of my mother's passing. Uh, I was going to post up the grave, you know. I, I just didn't. But uh, um, But yeah, so... October, as as I say every October, it's it's very loaded for me, very very loaded. So many so many monumental things happen to me in the month of October, you know, uh, all kinds of amazing, wonderful, brilliant things, and hard things and heartbreaking things happen in October, and I probably should run down the damn list so I, as I age, I don't forget what the hell they are. <laughs> Because I, you know, I could just like not remember. Like, okay, yeah, that oh yeah, that was in October. So, you know. And then here we are upon November. And uh the holidays are upon us. The holidays are upon us. And uh you know. The holidays are upon us. And I, I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. You know, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I actually love the holidays. I've already started watching Hallmark Christmas movies. I know the formula. I don't care. I love them. You know, I love a good holiday love story. You know, because it just speaks to the possibilities. You know, I love it. So there you go. And then the elections. So I've got the uh, I've got the uh, Hampton Town Clerk and some folks who are running for office, and the mayor of Hampton. All those folks are coming on on uh, what day? Let's see, the sixth. Yeah, they're coming on the day before the elections, uh, because um, tomorrow I'm here tomorrow, but I'm not here Thursday and Friday because I'm going on a listening retreat <laughs> up up far up in the, the borderline of, to New York State, like going in the direction of Canada. So 
So, so it's gonna be cold. Uh, I've we've already looked. It's like the highs is like forty five. It's like oh, so you know I got to wear. I gotta take a coat or something. Cause it's gonna be cold. Um, and that's I mean that's 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 what I'm doing. So so Harry will either do love Harry love conspiracies. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, he'll, he'll, Harry will do what Harry does on Thursday and Friday. And people will call me or they won't, you know. Uh, uh, and it'll be fine. I trust Harry will be all right. So so that that's the next couple of days. I'll be here Wednesday. Uh, and then I'm I'm away Thursday and Friday. I was supposed to be having a colonoscopy, uh, but uh, it got canceled. Well, it got rescheduled. How about that? Got rescheduled to December. Um, but I go. I have to go have a MRI on my kidneys. My kidneys. My kidneys. So I go have an MRI on my kidneys. I gotta see when that is. It's on my calendar somewhere. You know, if not the the uh the my chart people will wear me out about it. And uh and then I have to think about what I want to do for Thanksgiving. I haven't decided. because um, I don't I don't have a, a my stove is janky. So uh I don't know uh what it'll be. So I don't know what it'll be. Oh yeah, I have my colonoscopy December fourth. <sighs> Some god awful hour in the morning, but you know what? Get it done, get it done, get it done. Uh, and then I have to look at my chart. I thought I put this damn thing in my uh in my um calendar. But I guess I didn't. So, you know, it's just one of those things you go check it out. My chart is amazing. I wish that all, you know, I, my 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 internist is not on my chart. He's got a whole different system. But I think I can connect. Them. I, well, you can't connect them, but there's something. Something you can do. Oh, I owe some money. Okay. How do I oh what is this from? Oh, I'm not doing that. Well, I'll figure that out. I don't know what that is. Huh. I have a oh from urology from August twenty fourth. Why is that a um Huh, I don't know. Well, I go see them anyway, so we'll figure it all out. I'll go I'll go handle that. And then I have another $95 that I have to pay. That's why I miss Husky. Oh, new patient. So that was August. Okay, whatever. I'm just going to pay it off. I'll take care of it tomorrow. And then, uh, 
that's it. I've already had, uh, I, think I, I think I thought I had my COVID shot. I don't know what I had. <laughs> I got to go. I got to go look and see what the hell did I have? Did they, did they put it in here? That's a crazy mess. I had it at the, um, you know what I did? I had it at the uh, pulmonary specialist. I could have sworn I had two, two, uh, two shots. I thought I did. Oh, I, I gotta go back and look. You know, see what's happening. I go back and look. <laughs> but I, I don't want to go and do it. I don't think it was the COVID because I didn't get the COVID little things. So I I walk with my my original card. So I don't I don't worry about that too much. So yeah. All right. All right, all right, all right. Oh now I know I go to upcoming tests and procedures. I got a something in December. I don't even know. Oh, I already had that done. So I'm having something. December 11th. Okay, what is that? <laughs> oh, this is for the uh, the urologist. Okay. I, I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all listen to me work out my, my uh, y'all hear me work this out. I'm working it out. We're going to get it worked out. And uh, make sure I do what I'm supposed to do. Somebody will call me. You know what they do. They call you. They don't forget. You you have a thing. All right. All right. Oh, I know what I had. I had. I had a flu shot, and the pneumonia shot. That's what I did. You know, I I think that's what I did. Hmm. So, anyway, uh, I'm about to take a break. I'll be back at ten fifteen. We'll chat it up some more. I'll go and see what the local news of the day is. And I I've been seeing I've been seeing these Republican Facebook ads. They they are hilarious, and they're they're very local local New Haven. Republicans, you know, I have to go and mess with them. I was like, I didn't even know there was Republicans in New Haven. You know, they always wanted that one party. I was like, I don't think that's how you recruit people. But if you tried to recruit people, you'd be able to get somebody on your bitch. You know what I mean? Like, y'all don't got no people. I know there's more than five of y'all in, in New Haven. I, it's got to be. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> oh, there's my song.
confess with lives on the line. Not mine, of course, but yours, old boy. Now let it be just fine. Release me fast or you will have to answer for this haters act. Oh, brother, you're something. You put me in a spin. You are incomprehending the position that you're in. It's hopeless. You're finished. You haven't got a prayer. Because I'm Mr. Boogie Boogie and you ain't going nowhere.
This is Harry Drills, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven.
<laughs> was, was that was I the only one that was annoyed by that music? <laughs> Those sounds. <laughs> I I was I was I was borderline creeped out. I don't I don't like scary things. <laughs> and it's like 10 o'clock in the morning, bright, but I, I do not like scary things. So I'm sitting here listening to that music and I'm feeling like I might as well just be out in the swamp somewhere because that's how that music was making me feel. So that's why I was like, all right, enough already. <laughs> enough, enough. We just had enough. So, and then, and then, and then you got me a little bit of uh, some, 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 some good music. <laughs> that kid had like one song, Barry Gordy's son. I don't even know where, is he still alive? Is he around? Where is he? He's around, right? He's around somewhere. And, uh, you know, I don't know why people insist on calling me when, uh, oh, that might be my uh, cardiologist calling me, saying, uh, don't forget you have to come in tomorrow. I know. I know. I know. I'm not going to miss out. I shows up for my appointments and uh, I'm doing, you know, doing all right. So I'm doing all right, doing all right, doing all right, doing all right. So, so I've got a, a few things that I got to do today, but I'm gonna go have lunch with my friends, my good girlfriends. We're going to have some lunch because I've been craving this coconut soup with all the vegetables in it. I just love it. And some tea, some hot tea. And then whatever the, whatever I'm going to get. I think noodles with broccoli and some tofu. I think that's what I want. I think I need a little tofu in my life today. And uh, and that's my, that's my jam. <laughs> that is my, uh, that is my jam for the time being. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. So I'm over at the New Haven Independent site. There's some good stuff up there. Uh, almost fired ex-cop certified. Oh, boy. it's a lot going on. I don't even want to get into that. Uh, 100 gathered for the vigil for Palestine uh, by the women's table on Yale's campus. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, there's a concert coming to the symphony Thursday night, which, which I won't... Um, Uh, I won't be able to make because I won't be around. I won't be in town. Uh, and uh, don't forget about the uh, elections. They have a list of the polling sites. So make sure you vote. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. So, uh, And of course, the uh, independent reviewers, the critiques, the critiques, are all over the country. There's a, a piece up, um, hot air, uh, balloon, uh, at the uh, Carolina Balloon Fest. My hot air balloon days are over. I did it once in Morocco. I'm done. Uh, Sarah Bass is navigating the Oakland uh, shawarma. Anything in Oakland is damn good. So there you go. And Tulsa's Damien Shade. Um, and the boom bap chorus blows up Mercury. So, all right. Tulsa is what's happening. And emerging band one, Nowhere Lands. The Bay Area is the uh, Shishen 
somewhere new and emerging band number two uh okc's the husband's pop rocks okay although i think i think for the um for the um independent reviewers they need a highlighted box for this stuff like if they make that whole box where they put that stuff a different color you know so it pops out i don't know that's just my two cents uh, 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 oh, Rosa DeLauro was talking about uh, new house speakers extremism. I don't know what those Republicans are doing. I don't think they know what they're doing, but you know, it's like they, it's like they got a real illness, but and they got a real illness, and we all suffering. <laughs> and then there's a couple of films out: two films, two fears, two hopes. So there's the Golden film with uh. Helen Mirren, who for me, Helen Mirren, listen, if Her Helen Mirren wants to play Harriet Tubman, I might sign off on that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but I just, I just, I think Helen Mirren is really, can really do no wrong. She just really could do no wrong. People could do no wrong. Uh, and then the other film about uh, 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 the Palestinian suffering amid uh, Israeli airstrikes. Uh, bank of targets so uh so if you're in the mood for that kind of stuff you know uh past this prologue i guess uh i don't know i think i could wait for golda to come to my house so uh, we'll see what happens <laughs> i i could i could just wait so you know and uh <laughs> this way to his screams i gotta finish screen i tell you what i have fallen in love with i have fallen in love with the house of usher <laughs> it is ridiculously crazy good i don't know what makes it good i mean it's nothing like it takes so much liberties with the with the edgar Allan poe poem but but i but that's what i think i like about it because it's a it's a 2023 reinterpretation of that right like it's 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 what we want artists to do. We want people to do is to take something that's tried and true. You know, the Edgar Allan Post poem is like forever in a day, and it's just perfect for this creepy time of year. Um, but I I mean, I, it's eight eight episodes. I'm four episodes in. I'm gonna watch some tonight because I don't have any plans tonight. Uh, I just got to work on uh on some stuff. And uh, and other than that, uh. Yeah, so uh I'm I'm excited. I if you have not watched The House of Usher, I, I would invite you to just listen, listen. There's a, a lot of serious stuff in the world, a lot. And we're all glued to our televisions about what is happening all around the world. There is genocide, atrocities, um, um, death, destruction, all across the world. It's the, it's enough. Sometimes you gotta take a break and watch, you know, some craziness. And House of Usher is just that. I mean, it's just it's just good. So I've been <laughs> so I've been watching it. I have four episodes in, uh, and then uh, and then I gotta finish. You know, I'm, I'm reading Black Cake, so I'm gonna get some of that reading in today because the uh, the miniseries starts on Hulu. I want to say tomorrow. I won't be done. But, you know, the good thing is, you know, stuff could be up. So I'll be finished before this. 
I don't know. I don't. I don't want to make any promises. We'll see. We'll. We'll. Let me see when this starts. Black cake on 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 Hulu. It starts streaming. Uh, I don't know when it starts streaming. Uh, is it only four episodes? How long is this thing? I don't even know how long it is. Well, let me get some details. Uh, I hate when I go to this site. Uh, yes, so it's coming. I know it's coming in the next day or so. When is it? When is it? Let me look. I can't ever, you can't ever get the damn stuff. You have to jump through all these hoops to get to the, uh, like they want to tell me all about it, but when is it coming out? Tomorrow. Black Cake screens, uh, streams tomorrow. And uh, it's just $7.99 a month for ad supported subscriptions. Remember that time when we all were like, let's cut the cord to cable? <laughs> remember, remember we were all on that bandwagon and we were wrestling? Oh, this is expensive. Now we have to get 20 million streaming devices to see stuff. Now we're all like, oh, the good old days of cable. <laughs> the good old days of cable. So yeah, so I'm gonna read some tonight, and then uh, I probably won't get into it till later, till I finish the book. I think that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna finish the book. I mean, it's not a, it's not a heavy lift, you know. I could probably, if I read every day, I could finish it in the next few days. So maybe I'll take it with me uh, this week up to. Uh, 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 interlocking wherever I'm going, wherever the hell I'm going, you know. So I think that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do that. I'm just gonna take it, and uh, so I could just keep reading it. Uh, so I'm gonna just finish, finish it. It's good. I I mean, I like I like the tone of it. I like the, the flow of it, you know. So we'll see what happens. Oh my lord. Uh so anyway, uh that's what I'm doing. I'm working on it. I'm gonna knock it out. But I, I'm excited. I, I'm looking forward to uh um uh I'm looking forward to it. So and I probably could have finished this book by now, but I was, you know how you do, you just be dragging your feet, you know. And I was talking to somebody about the Frederick Douglass book. I don't know who the hell I was talking to. Last night, oh, I was talking to Marianne Ott about the Frederick Douglass book, and she has read it. I'm looking at that book by Dr. Blight, and it's in my view. I was like, you know how long it'll take me to read that book? I, 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 was be, I would just be finishing law school. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you know, I I wish.
Irish. I tell you, when I was in the joint, <laughs> I read I read 30 books in 29 days. I did. I read 29 books because I didn't I didn't have anything to do. There was nothing to do. Nothing. And I, I didn't go and watch TV in the in the room, in the big space, in the common space. Cause you know, they just watch ish I just was not into. I just didn't I just couldn't be bothered. You know, and plus it was noisy. I just couldn't stand all the, no you know, prison is noisy as hell. <sighs> it's noisy. I was like, uh, I didn't want to do that. So I read every day when I got up in the morning because you have to get up in the morning and, and I didn't have a job because it takes 30 days to process you, to intake you into the prison proper. So I wasn't going to be there long enough. I only got through halfway through the medical part. Like I didn't get a pelvic exam or any of that foolishness because I wasn't there long enough. Uh, they just, they just, you know, changed my prescription. Even though I came there with a prescription, and I came in there, <laughs> I came in there with the prescription, and I came in with my prescriptions, my pills, and they took them, talking about, oh, you should be on a statin. These people don't know me from Eve, <laughs> and they took my meds from me. They gave me enough for like the first week. And then they took them. So I was like, and then they gave me something else. And I was like, and I didn't even consult. They didn't even consult with the, I didn't even consult with the doctor. They just said, oh, this is what we're giving you. You should be on this. You should be on this. And I, I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't take that near one. Every day I had to go and get the pill. Every day I tossed it in the garbage. I'm not kidding you. I wasn't taking that mess. When they gave me my pills for the week and a half that they let me have my pills, I just started saving up my pills. So I would take one every other day so that I would still have my pills. Because I, I had like three or four different medications. I think three, two or three different medications. I think it was two medications. It was two. It was two at that time. And they were like, oh, you should have this, this, this. You should have this. We're going to give you your pills for, for it, but then we're going to switch you to this. I was like, and you can't, there's no, <laughs> like I couldn't march anywhere and complain or anything. Like this is prison. They, you got to be compliant. So I was like, okay. I was like, but these are not my pills. Well, we think you should be on this. What? <laughs> So they gave me my pills. So I just took my pills every other day so I could, so they could last longer. And uh, I just threw out their pills because I just was like, I'm not, I don't know y'all. I'm not trusting y'all. You're not giving me some mess that my doctors did not sign off on. I'm just not doing, I don't give a damn if y'all the best doctors in the world. I, I have no way of knowing that because you don't ever meet with anyone. They just like, here, you should have this. And, uh, you know, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, go win an election. <laughs> All right, cool. Go win an election. Hey, hey, go win an election.
Y'all need another insurrection. <laughs> you know, they're just funny. So anyway, I say all that to say... Uh, Anyway, that's the way of the world. So these little Republicans, these these Republicans, uh, are are uh, on my on my Facebook page whining. Uh, I think the comment was. Let me see what the comment was. I said, "Hey, there are Republicans in New Haven. Who knew? And y'all are buying ads for." And so they reply, probably more New Haven Republicans than people who know about your radio show, but who's counting? <laughs> Apparently not y'all. <laughs> Go Trump. <laughs> I gotta love him. Gotta love him. Gotta love him. Gotta love him. So anyway, <laughs> so that that was my, I don't even know where I was going with that. I was thinking about that. I was so distracted by, by the Republican town committee. <laughs> Trying to say nobody listens to my show. All right, listen, I, 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 I don't even concern myself with who listens. <laughs> I know one thing. I'm not a Republican. <laughs> I'm not a Republican. Go Trump. <laughs> Woo! They crack me up, these Republicans. They are funny out of all these uh while while they're listening. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> they listening. I was like, well, y'all are listening, ain't you? <laughs> All five of y'all or, or the ones who want to claim being a Republican, but most of them don't. <laughs> they always whining. These Republicans always whining about, oh, oh, we need we need to have more, a two-party. I'm like, well, there is a two-party. Y'all just not recruiting for your party. I don't know what y'all want Democrats to do about that. Y'all got to get out here and knock on these doors. Oh, I'm sorry. There's only there's only a couple of doors you're going to knock on anyway. So, you know, well, Halloween, put your white sheets on and go knock on some doors. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Get your sheets out. Go knock on some doors. <laughs> Sheet wearing season. All the Republicans are out there. Let me leave the Republicans alone because there's a, there's a couple of Republican people that I actually really really like. Um, I really really like and who are smart, and uh, and it's not enough of the smart ones to wrestle back their party, which is a shame. <laughs> Harry keeps changing his his uh, yeah, that's scary. Harry the MAGA hat that is scarier than anything. Go MAGA, make America what. <laughs> They just crack me up. You know. 
anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Go Trump. That's all I got to say. Go Trump. Yeah. Y'all ain't getting far. Not far at all. I tell you what I, I tell you, I have found this new thing on Facebook that I like. I've been watching this video, these videos of uh, Rose, who is a Ugandan woman married to a Chinese guy. And they have a, a son. Uh, uh, I think he's got to be like seven or so. And they cook, she cooks, but they're in the country of China, like somewhere in China, somewhere. They're in the country. And uh, and she's a beautiful looking Ugandan woman. And uh, um, and so she cooks and they, they live a very rural life. You know, they got a giant ass walk that they got to heat up with, you know, fire. Um, um and uh you know with wood and then they have a gas top top thing where they cook on that and uh and they wash everything like these are the cleanest damn people i've ever seen in my life they are always washing their hands the meat the vegetables clothes dishes the sink i mean they're always <laughs> these are the most washingest people i have ever seen in my life and uh and i watched um I don't know how I came across it, but now I follow them. And I just, now, some of the stuff that she cooks, I'm never going to eat because I some of that stuff I'm just not going to eat. But a lot of it, I'm like, yeah, girl, I eat that. I'll eat that. And she goes in that kitchen and whips up stuff like nobody's business. Her husband, too. I believe her husband used to be a chef or was a chef or whatever. And so I've been getting bits and pieces of their of their love story. And uh, and she came to Uganda to China to marry him, uh, and they've been married for like ten years now. Uh, but she really cooks using not modern. I mean, modern stuff, yes, but not you know she don't got no she don't got the stuff that we have, right? She's she is really. They go out into the into the fields and pick stuff and plant rice, and I just adore them. I love the way they are. I love the way he always thinks about her and cares about her. I love the way that she always, like he went to a job, a construction job, and she made lunch and brought it to him, even though the company that he was working for, they provided lunch, but she knew it wasn't as good as lunch as she could make for him. And so she went down there and brought him a, a pail of lunch. <laughs> he was so happy. You know, uh, he bought her a necklace. I mean, they're just lovely. And the whole village where they live loves her and uh and they pay with everything with uh on on their on their phone you know venmo or whatever the hell they using uh paying you know cash app whatever it is uh but they're always cooking and every now and again you see their their little son you know it's like she like i watched last night she made him um now i don't know what the time frame is this because they're in china and there's a lot of videos up but i believe she does a video a day and uh, she um, um, she made him a fruit tea, which was the most. She put watermelon and lemon and some flowers in it. And she made a tea and poured it in. And he just thought it was the best thing ever. She she just he just thought it was the best. He thought it was the best thing ever, and I uh, I just loved them. I just, you know, 
I, I'm not a rural girl like that. I could probably be there for a long weekend. I could not live my life this way. But, you know, they got a bathroom or running water, a shower, the whole nine. You know, uh, very interesting people. And uh, I just love it. So they they just, I saw when they just went to Uganda for a month to visit her people. And uh and they go and they and they are building, they built a stove for the mother and for the family. And you know, they do all they do all kinds of stuff. And uh uh, uh they were there and they brought the son and uh and it was good. And so she stayed a little bit longer. She had her sister braided her hair, put extensions in her hair. And she, I tell you, those extensions made her look like she was 12 years old. She looks so, so young, you know, so, so young. But, uh, but it was really nice to, uh, it, I just really enjoy their story. I love the way they are with each other. And she's always very vulnerable with him, right? She's like, okay, you know, you, you don't have to hold stuff from me. You can just tell me. And, uh, and he's such a good husband. He cares. And they take such good care of the people in their village. Like they share what they have. They always have them over for dinner. All these things, you know. They always have all these things. So anyway. Oh, no, I wouldn't put that right there. Then you have to open that thing. So they're making a homemade uh, 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 things to catch rats. Because I guess they've been getting into the cupboards. Now they got cats all over the place. So I guess the... Uh, uh, the husband is like the rats is a little lazy because they're not catching them because the rats been getting into their cupboard eating their flour and sugar and all the stuff that they got stored up there. So they made some homemade stuff to catch the rats in the trap. Them traps is big, <laughs> but he put it in the cabinet. I saw that I would I could not open that cabinet. My head would fall off. I, I just wouldn't uh I just wouldn't be able to uh uh yeah so so they got to put all this stuff in uh jars now instead of the bags they got to find put store things in jars um so so they're making these things called cat ears and then they and and then mouse traps <laughs> and the cat is chilling out on the on the patio in the sun it's such a good show you know it's, it's like you know like two minute videos of them but it's just enough to like lift you up and make you feel like you know and he's always working he's always out you know in the fields and then she goes and helps him and and they out in the fields together and she talks about how you know he was like no go rest he's like no this is companionship and i just think they're so adorable everybody's talking about relationship goals this right here is real relationship goals, you know, and they and they just work. They just do what they do, you know, and they've got a nice following of people from around the world who just follow them, who follow them. So, and, uh, you know, so it's just a, it's just a lovely, a lovely little, uh, video that I come across and I love their little village and all their little friends and uh you know and and how they interact with people and you know they come and they cook together they share meals together I mean it's just it's just great they call them you know the women in the village who are older they call them grandmas um and and stuff like that and his her son his friends they all ride their little bikes and 
you know. So um, it just uh, they call each other aunties and aunt grannies and grannies. I love them, you know. I I this is not a rural life that I want. Like no, but I could do it for a long weekend. I think I could hang out there for a weekend. But they're just so good to each other, you know. Uh, and everybody in the village just treats her nice. You know what I mean? Like they just treat her, they just treat her nice. They just treat her really nice. So, so anyway, I, I just thought y'all should know that it's Rose, Rose and uh, and uh, yes, Ife, I love them. They they are adorable. They really are, you know. And uh, <laughs> Wendy Clark is funny. <laughs> Wendy Clark is funny. My girl, I don't have enough time to, to do what you are suggesting. We'll see what happens. We'll see. No, I won't have enough time. I just won't. I won't have enough time. So we'll get into it, though. <laughs> so anyway, today is Halloween. I want everybody to be safe out there. If you're going out to parties, um, be careful what you eat and drink because you know, there are people who don't have your best interests at heart. Um, so just be mindful. Watch out for the children darting uh, across streets because they'll be in costumes. And just, you know, try not to fly down these streets so quickly today. You know, look out for the little ones because they'll be in their costumes and finery and, you know, out trick-or-treating. And I, I, I think different organizations will be hosting um, um, trunk-or-treat kind of things and and, and and then there are some people who will be at church, you know, because there are some churches that frown on Halloween and whatever. Um, so uh, just be mindful and enjoy it if you can. If this is if this is what you like, if your front door is decorated, if you've got big cobwebs and spiders going down the side of your house, enjoy it. <laughs> and don't eat too much candy. You know, and rash my kids, this is my kids are crazy, right? They would love to go trick-or-treating, but they did not love eating all the candy. Like it it took them like that. I would just confiscate candy and I would give them candy. My kids were not big candy eating kids. They but they like the idea of trick-or-treating. You know, and they no get don't get me wrong, they eat candy. But they 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 like my brother Mike when he was little. My brother Mike could eat bags and bags of candy uh, at nauseum. My kids, not so much. They they never really, they like, there's candy that they like and they'll eat it. But they would just be like, all right. <laughs> For them, it was the idea of trick-or-treating and getting all the candy. Not so much all the candy. So, you know. And I think when they first got their first cavities, they were like, ooh, I don't like this. You know, so. So yeah, uh, and, and and Halloween is always tricky for me because there's only so many kinds of candy I can eat anyway. So, so I, maybe that's probably why I'm not I'm not a Halloween person. So I don't know. I've had my listen. I've done my time decor dressing up for Halloween. You know, uh, I've gone as a slice of pizza. Yes, I bought a costume and went as a slice of pizza. I've been various various types of princesses, witches, queens. You know, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I wore my bridal gown one year. 
I don't even know where that thing is. Uh, I wore my graduate, my my cap and gown and my and my master's hood. I've worn that. Trick or treating. I mean, you own it. You might as well wear it. Where, where else am I going to wear that? So uh, I don't even know where that is. So, uh, so yeah. So yeah. So happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, Harry. I don't know if you're taking the girls out or if the girls are coming by and you have candy at your house. I don't know. So happy Halloween and uh, everybody be safe. I'll be back tomorrow. And then I'm not here Thursday or Friday. And uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I do. Let's see. Do I, tomorrow's the first. Woohoo! And uh, let's see. Do I have a guest tomorrow? Yes. I have uh, 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 someone who is playing Ella Fitzgerald. She's coming on tomorrow morning um, as uh, uh, to talk about that at the Westport Country Playhouse. So I'm excited. So I'll post it up on the Facebook page so you'll see it. Anyway, happy Halloween. He did the monster mash For my love Natari in the castle east To the master bedroom where the vampires feast The ghouls all came from their humble abodes To catch a jolt from my electrodes They did the monster mash It was a graveyard smash It caught on in a flash he did the monster mash The zombies were having fun The party had just begun The guests included Wolfman, Dracula and his son The scene was rocking over digging the sounds Egon on chains backed by his baying hound The coffin bangers were about to arrive With their vocal group the Crypt Kicker 5. They play the Monster Man.